Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Gadgets and gizmos, the best of all possible worlds. So, um, I've been having trouble with the NHS app and odd. I mean, I was on a walk with some other people the other day, sort of organised walk, and they were all grumbling about the NHS app. But I think I finally got it to work. Have you tried it yet? Are you talking about the NHS COVID app or the other no, NHS No, app? no, no. The NHS COVID app I can't use because I've got an iPhone 6 and it's not for such ah. lesser mortals as me. No, but the ordinary uh. NHS app, which sort of has all your medical information and is rather sort of seems yes. to know a dangerous amount about you. Um, it but does. it's the one they're going to use if you're going to have to show your uh, inoculation status for traveling or for going to events well that's right and i downloaded the app i've got it anyway of course but i was trying to register and the first thing i have to do is to register it the app with your gp surgery hmm. so i tried and it failed i tried again and it fails and i tried several times and then it said if you keep on failing contact your gp surgery and <laughs> sorry sorry your gp surgery may be better than mine contact my gp surgery okay. exactly that's a, that's and uh and they say you have to ask for your account id your ods code and your linkage key so i went on my gp surgery's website couldn't hmm. find ods code linkage key any of those things on there yes and there was a message saying please don't don't come and see us please phone us instead so i thought all right, right so i phoned them after being on hold for an hour and three quarters. Oh, my goodness, yes. They finally answered. They said, oh, yes, just, just drop in and we'll give it to you. And I said, but you tell people not to drop in. So well, you can send us an email instead, but you need to have proof of identity. So I emailed them uh, a copy of my passport. And the very next day, I got all the information I needed. And now it Oddly, I may be ahead of you because for some, some reason, I think I did most of this years ago. I've actually got my ODS code, my linkage key written down. But I mean, once you do it, I don't think you need the codes anymore. No, you don't. Um, I, my trouble was that when you went to press your, your coat for your COVID pass, it worked for the travel pass. So I don't need to travel anywhere. I'm assuming just going to different bits of England. I don't need the COVID pass. But if I wanted to go to an event, that wouldn't work. And then suddenly after three days of trying it, suddenly worked. Well, maybe I, I should it. point out, if anybody is desperately wanting to travel or go to some event and it doesn't work, you can actually just go on the website and they'll send you a PDF instantly with the barcode you need. Ah. So I thought I'd point that out as a useful public service. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But you don't need it now because yours works and mine works. But, I'll tell you uh, about yeah. a public disservice. Oh, yes, go on. This was one that took place on Brighton Pier um, on the 18th of April in mm. this year. And what happened was people were going uh, onto Brighton Pier and they were paying for uh, entry for themselves mm. or themselves and their family. And then when they got home, they found this hundreds of people discovered they had been billed £2,104.18p. and It's quite a long pier. It is quite <laughs> a long pier. It's not quite that long. <laughs> no, no. And the reason it was exactly £2,104.18p and is because WorldPay, who were processing the transactions, used the date as the amount. So oh 18th goodness. of April, 21. Oh, good grief. It's astonishing, oh. isn't it? Well, what happens if you don't have £2,000 in your bank account? You start incurring bank charges and everything. Yes. I'm assuming yes. they'll refund them eventually, but they probably won't refund well, them the bank no, charges. They have said that they will refund people eventually. They said they're working to credit cardholders' accounts 
and it will take up to five days. Now, there's long been this thing about up to five days for bank transfers to happen. Yes. I, my son has a, um, a Monzo card, which mm. is a debit card that you can't get overdrawn on. Mm. And uh, when we go to restaurants, he likes to feel that he's paying for it. So I transfer the, the amount from my <laughs> bank onto his card, and then he can yes. pay for it. But here's the thing. When I go onto my bank card, and I press uh, pay the transaction, within about a quarter of a second, I get a chime from Monzo saying that the money has arrived. It doesn't take five working days. It takes a millisecond. Of course not. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know it's ridiculous. And it it used to be three days. You know, I worked in a bank, and it was old-fashioned checks. Even then, it was supposed to be three days. Why it's five days, I do not know. Um, but I feel rather sorry for those poor tourists, yeah. Well, yes, indeed. An expensive day out in Brighton. Much more expensive than they expected. They did. Let's have one yeah. of these. So, where now? Well, on to flying cars, because we haven't talked about flying cars for at least a week. We haven't. But I saw this story about flying cars, and I got quite excited, because for the first time ever, it looks like a car that flies. Well, it looks like an airplane that goes on the road, actually. Well, I don't know. It looks like a very sporty car. I mean, it didn't look like your sort of, either your Beetle or your Ford Anglia when it comes down the ground. It looks like a pretty sporty car. Ford Anglia? You're thinking Harry Harry Potter. Potter. Yes, I am. Harry Potter. Okay. Yes. Harry (laughs) Potter. Yes. Um, I thought it looked rather good. Yes. Well, this flying car, it's called the Air Car, which is a rather unimaginative name. And it's recently made a 35-minute flight between two different commercial airports in Slovakia. don't know mm. why Slovakia, but maybe Slovakia government said okay and no one else did. I think that's and, where they um, made it. Oh, possibly. It's that, could be, that could invention. be the case as well. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, it, it runs a BMW petrol engine. And it's a shame it's a petrol engine. You'd think it should be electric in this day and age, wouldn't you? Mm. And uh, at 600-mile range, they say, at uh, over 8,000 feet and a maximum speed of 105 miles an hour. Sounds well, rather good. Sounds rather good. I thought it, it does, looked yes. rather beautiful on the ground. I mean, it's a sportier car than I'd ever have, I have well, to say, because it's got a rather nice aerofoil on the back, which, we you know, sporty cars tend to have it anyway. It, uh, well, it turns from a, a car into a plane and back in two minutes and 15 seconds, and I've seen a video of it doing exactly mm. that. Uh, only takes two people, which is a... Bit of a drawback, but not a, a bit of a drawback actually for a for a plane. Um, well, yeah, but if you're commuting, you can take a hitchhiker with you. But <laughs> you could take it. But the problem <laughs> is, um, it needs a runway. It's not a vertical takeoff car, so you've got to park it at an airport and then drive it to another airport and then go through all the faff that you have to go through at airports. True, that's true. Mm. So, so. Uh, yes. Well, yes, I suppose that is true. On the other hand, you know, small airports are not as faffy as big airports. If you're going internationally, it's more of a faff. But, you know, you go from Denham to Biggin Hill quite easily. Yes. I mean, if they will actually allow people to do it. I mean, the thing about flying cars, there are two things. One is, yes, flying cars are inevitable and we will see them probably within the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. The other thing about flying cars is there is no way on earth they will allow us to fly them ourselves. Yeah, that's well. We don't even know if, it's got, if it hasn't yet got a certificate of airworthiness, which of course no. is, is the next big stage. On the other hand, if you've got a pilot's license, that would be absolutely fine. 
Yes, I suppose it might, yes. But for the rest of us, when flying cars do come, they will be automatic flying cars. Oh, well, that's rather disappointing. It's a bit of a shame, but probably well, maybe, less maybe dangerous. They, maybe they'll make the dummy pilot tell, you know, awful jokes like taxi drivers. They Just could to give us do the that. feeling that... When I was in Madeira some years ago, we oh, rented... You're going a to do a Madeira of... Madeira joke? I wasn't. Have some Madeira Madeira? No, okay, sorry, I was anticipating you incorrectly as it happens. Uh, we rented a couple of Renault Twingos. Uh, Twizies, sorry, Renault Twizies, which are the little two-seater electric vehicles. Right. Um, and very nice for jaunting around Madeira. They go very slowly and grind to a halt going uphill, but then they mm. charge the battery going downhill. Right. And as we went around the island, at random, it would tell us jokes. How bizarre. It was In bizarre. what language? In English. Oh, okay. Curious, yes. Any good ones? No. They were dreadful jokes. But that is rather strange. I well, mean, I said, little, that, uh... I said that as a, you know, purely as a, as a joke, thinking it'll never no. happen. But clearly, somebody's already thought of somebody's it. Somebody's already thought of it and done it. More to the point. <laughs> That's rather disquieting now. <laughs> OK, so what next? Well, moving on now to uh, Google, who we haven't mentioned at all this week yet. Um, uh Data only, voids. We're only on our fourth topic. Well, that's true. <laughs> data voids are um, data voids are what happen when something, an event happens that is so new that there are no trustworthy sources of information. For example, yeah. um, a little while ago, if you searched for UFO 106 miles an hour, mm -hmm. you would get references to a UFO sighting in Wales. But the only people who were talking about it were conspiracy theorists. So now you get a warning saying it looks like these results are changing quickly. In other words, telling you don't necessarily trust what you see here on Google because it's mainly nutters who are writing this stuff. I don't uh, put it in on. quite those terms. Hang on. If you search UFO 106 miles an hour, hmm. well, you probably want the results being suggested by conspiracy theorists. You probably, <laughs> you probably. I do, mean, but... I, it's a very odd example. Yeah, but you also need to be warned that they may not be true. Yes. Well, they should. Doesn't matter how many results are in there, whether there's a data void or not. I think that should be done. Yeah, mm, that's true. Right. Let's move on. Let's move on to um, weight loss. Lots of people want to lose weight, and there are all kinds of mm. things that you can try. The latest one being the dental slim. Dental Slim, one word with an intercap. The right. Dental Slim is a mechanical gadget with magnets and springs mm. that is glued onto your molars and that oh. stops your mouth from opening more than two millimetres. Good grief. Yes, indeed, good grief. In trials, seven obese people uh, lost just under six and a half kilograms or, on average, or about 14 pounds. Or it what we does, used to call uh, a stone in this country, yes. What we used to call a stone, a stone. yes, exactly. Yes, they yes. lost a stone. Uh, and, I have uh, to say, a stone sounds a lot more to me than 6.3 kilograms. It does, doesn't it? Depending yeah. on the weight of the stone, of course. And uh, But it does come with an emergency key so that you can unlock it should you need to. But could they talk? This is horrendous. Could they sing? Could they? It's horrendous. Absolutely you're not allowed horrendous. to sing anyway in company. Not only the whole idea. Unless you're at a football not... match. Are you allowed to sing at a football match? You're allowed to sing at football matches. Well, you try stopping them, but you're not so allowed you... to sing if you're in an amateur choir. Or in the church. Friends of mine, so or in church. Sing yes. at a football match, but not in a church. 
Yes, there's something very strange going on here. Well, you clearly haven't been reading newspapers. It's full of people from amateur choirs complaining. Yes, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I have a friend who, luckily, they can sing outdoors as long as it's not actually peeing down with rain, but they're still rather indignant about it all. Well, I went to the theatre last night. I went to see Ooh, Bach, exciting. Bach and Sons. Oh, I saw a fantastic um, review of that. Did you? Yes. Oh, you seem surprised. It wasn't very good. Oh. Great oh, set. Great review. Mm-hmm. Really good performances, but a very flabby play that meandered around without actually getting anywhere. Mm. There were, I think, um, 12 deaths, 13 deaths during the play, all of which... Well, among the stage, audience? All of which happened off stage. Right. And uh, are kind of referred to in the past tense. So all any mm. moments of drama were, were gone. That's strange. Well, but, but there was a Mark soprano. Lost one wife and quite a lot of children, didn't he? He lost 10 of his 20 children. Yeah. Which is a lot. Carelessness. <laughs> Absolutely. But Sorry, to, quote, a soprano, to quote another play. A soprano singing directly at the audience. And the audience all sitting there in face masks. And I thought that was surprising. Mm. Unless she wasn't actually singing, maybe she was just mouthing and it was a recorded sing. Because Simon Russell Beale wasn't actually playing, was he? No, he wasn't. Although he did a reasonable impression. And one of his sons did a very, very good impression of playing the cello. Oh, that's good. I'm a cellist and nothing annoys me more than seeing somebody pretending to play the cello in in a movie. Because it's often done so badly. Though the worst of all is is conducting. I ah. find you get people who are supposed to be conductors and then they sort of raise their hands. And you think, what on earth are they doing? Nobody could possibly follow that. Though, yeah. of course, there are some conductors where you think exactly the same who make the <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> anyway, time perhaps for us to take a very quick break. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos from Share Radio with Steve Kaplan. Uh, so, where do we go? I'm disappointed in that. Actually, I thought it was going to be a rather good play, but I confess I would not want to sit through a play with a bloody mask on. Uh, no, it is irritating, but the, very curious going to the Bridge Theatre, which is a theatre I know mm. quite well by, by Tower Bridge, and um, to see how they've taken out half the seats. So the seats are in little groups of one and two. Hmm. but with uh, two seat spaces between them all. And it looks really bizarre. It's like a sort of gap-tooth smile. Sounds very dispiriting, I have to say. It was actually just great to be back in the theatre. Oh, yeah, okay. That was the good thing. Of course, I mean, on the odd, I think I've been to the cinema once since this whole bally thing started. Of course, you are allowed to take the mask off to eat and drink. It's amazing how long you can make. It is surprising. The same thing happened when I, when I flew to France last year. I mean, the, it was actually easier then than it is now, much easier. The only yeah. really odd thing was, was the mask. And of course, loads of people have brought food with them. Yes. I yeah. think they weren't even allowed to serve food on the airplane, so you had to. It was said 50 minutes was okay, but that's probably a long play about Bach. And, you know, if there are however many deaths there were. Anyway, let's get away from Bach. Let's get away from Bach. Let's go up into space, shall we? Why We've, not? We have talked, uh, of course, about Jeff Bezos and his brother and some anonymous bloke who's paid $28 million to go up into space for yes. six minutes. Shame he's um, anonymous. You'd think he'd want to brag to everybody. Perhaps his wife doesn't know would. he spent the money. Oh, maybe. 
That could well be it. <laughs> yeah. She looks at the checking account at the end of the month. Well, I didn't buy that many shoes. <laughs> it must be WorldPay putting in the date again. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So? Well, there's an outfit called Space Perspective, who will take you on a balloon ride on their spaceship Neptune. And the spaceship Neptune is, it looks like a flying saucer. It looks exactly like a flying saucer with windows all the way around. It's a Ooh, does it go at 106 device. miles an hour? Because if so, you mustn't do a Google search for it. Absolutely, I wouldn't dream of it. And um, it takes eight people, eight passengers, mm. plus uh, a pilot, and it hangs from a balloon via a lava, rather long thread, the balloon being the size of a football stadium, so they say. So absolutely huge balloon with this thing underneath it. And uh, you could, it has Wi-Fi, so you could live stream your jaunt into, uh, into space. And uh, it will cost you just $125,000. So an absolute bargain. They reckon it'll be going up in the air in 2024. Very intriguing. I, I'm, I'm slightly confused. So it's not a tethered balloon. No, no. How is it no. powered? It's full of helium, I suppose, whatever they put in balloons. Okay. Although you, so it goes as high as a balloon is able to go, I think. Okay. And you can, I reckon you can see 450 miles in each direction all around. So uh, that's 450 miles squared times pi. <laughs> yes, you do that in your head, are you? Um, I've doing it on my... Um, <laughs> 450 times 450 times 3.14159 equal. So you can oh, see a very total precise. of 636 square miles, mm. which is quite good. I went up in a tethered balloon once from Vauxhall Gardens, I remember, as they used to in um, earlier days. And it was the rather nice. Years, I, couldn't, yes. I couldn't actually see as far as that, but it was still rather lovely. Well, you couldn't but see it as far as that. No. <laughs> well, that, you pay for what you get, don't you? True, true. So let's move on. Let us move on. Let's move on to the TCL Nuxtware G. Oh, good grief. And the TCL Nuxtware G, they are video glasses, which give the impression of a 140-inch screen. And it's for watching movies, obviously, but also for doing things like uh, reading documents and looking at presentations and things. If you're, say, in a cafe mm. or in a, on the tube or somewhere where you can't have got room for a, a laptop. And the idea is that you wear these uh, instead. Sounds quite a good idea. Launching in Australia in July, no price set yet. And how do they're you launching this them? month? You can close them for your phone. Oh, okay. So they send they send from through your phone or your iPad or indeed from your laptop. Well, that's rather pointless. Um, as straight to, to this device, and then, but no price yet. And since they're launching this month, you think they'd have figured out how much they're going to charge for them yet? Um, but they don't. I wonder if I mean it says give the impression of a hundred forty inch screen. I wonder if there is a difference between looking at what would appear to be a hundred forty inch screen through glasses and actually seeing a hundred forty inch screen. Yes, at a hundred forty inch screen, at what distance? Yes. I and mean, it's a 140-inch screen, you know, seen from the top of a balloon looking down and from space, then you yes. may as well just look at your phone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or even, know. frankly, from Vauxhall Gardens, from a tethered balloon. It's strange. Well, hmm. keep us up to date, assuming, of course, that they do actually produce this. Let's have one of these. And we're back to Lego. Back in Ooh. 2015, in the very early days of Gadgets and Gizmos, we talked about the fact that LEGO was starting to make 
uh, bioplastic from sugarcane. I remember um, that. Did it actually yes. happen? It did actually happen. And they, since then, they have been making toy trees and bushes out of it. And the reason they've only made those things is it, it's not strong enough for load-bearing bricks. All oh, right. So this week, they have made their first bricks from recycled bottles, oh. just to show how green they are. They probably aren't green bottles. But do you remember when you were a kid? You could line them up on the wall. You could light a bottle of wall. Coca-Cola used to come in sometimes in green bottles, and you were told that you shouldn't yes. drink ones in green bottles because they had spiders in. No, I don't remember at, that. It's what my friends at school told me, and I've believed them ever since. <laughs> it could be they were fibbing. It is perfectly possible. Of course, possible. there are two wonderful things about Lego. You always quote the one about Duplo and the wonderful way in which Lego and Duplo fit together. Oh, it's fantastic. You, I know, I knew you loved that. And I always love the fact that the world's biggest tire manufacturer is Lego. They make more great, tires in a year than anybody else. And the third good thing about Lego Ooh, yeah. is uh, branches of Wilco, used to be called Wilkinson, the uh, yes. Woolworths replacement, yeah. have pick and mix. I can't say Lego because it isn't Lego, but it is to all intents and purposes ah. Lego. So you can choose the bricks you want in the colour you want and just fill a little bag and go and pay for them. Wasn't that a good idea? Oh. Yes, I wish I'd known. I've just ordered some garden refuse bags from them. They do very good ones with a handle, which makes it much easier to get rid of the refuse when you go to the dump. Of course, the worst thing about Lego is the way the Americans refer to them, because oh. they refer to pieces of Lego as Legos. Oh, well, that's There wrong. are Legos all over the floor. Oh, You've that's never seen an American wrong. film or a television program I, where they talk uh, about Legos. Legos. I haven't. That's appalling. I know. Absolutely. It annoys me every single time, but they do it. They still yeah. will insist. I mean, yes. it's our language. We should tell them how to talk. Anyway, at the risk of offending <laughs> all our American listeners, let's move on. Let's move on to our uh, crowdfunding time of the week. Oh, you didn't give me much warning for that. Here we go. Well, how could I give you a warning without telling everyone who's listening that I'm giving you um, a warning? Well, I tell you what, if you don't want to rewrite that fanfare, which you always say you're going to uh, do, yes. then you should have a piece of paper or card um, with the word crowdfunding on, and then you could lift it up and I'll get ready in time. Well, you were there far quicker than it takes to transfer money from one bank to another. So I don't think <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, but it doesn't always work like needed. that. As you know, sometimes I'm fumbling around for the button. Sometimes you are. Okay. And the, so imagine, picture the scene. It's a lovely sunny day, and you think, well, rather than writing my blog um, at the kitchen table, I'm going to take it out into the garden. So you go out mm. into the garden, and you can't see the screen. Because well, my the daughter, sun my is daughter in early lockdown it. found a, a solution to this, but you tell me yours first. Well, this is the Visor laptop shade. Hmm. It is a sort of plastic sheet that folds out to have three sides. Um, that one of them just clips onto the top of your laptop, and the other two hang down the sides. And you could, of course, use a cardboard box. That's uh, what my daughter did. Yes, which which it works, works actually well. remarkably it well. It does. Um, it's extraordinary. This is easier to carry around with you, and it's actually... A, I was as sceptical as you when I first saw it, but actually it's a very neat device. And it's on Indiegogo now, and it is selling for 39 Canadian dollars, 23 pounds. That Fair does enough. sound incredibly useful, because th there have been umpteen things that people have sort of said work, but every time you actually ask your friend who's just bought some new gadget that's supposed to do that two weeks mm. later, whether it's any good, they've already binned it. But yes. This one, this one you yeah. feel that actually does work. Well, that would be fantastic. So it's very it's odd, been... isn't it? Well, you know, I can't use my iPad outside, but I could you always tell me how wonderful it is to use um, uh, Kindles. But it's odd. There doesn't seem to be a Kindly version 
for laptops, does there, where you can actually re see the screen in bright daylight. You need to shade them. Though I think you mentioned one a few weeks ago. We did it, mention it, one a few weeks yeah, ago. E-ink, yeah. yes. yes. The trouble is the E-ink is just black and white. Yes. And you do like your colour, I know. Well, when I'm watching movies, yes. you know, unless it's Citizen Kane, I, I want a bit of colour in it. Ah, oh, well, you see... Most people would assume that you're taking a laptop outside to work. I don't know if you'd be watching movies. I do watch movies on my laptop, but I do it after dark. Because yes, if it's a work. really hot summer day, I don't know if you remember those. We had some last year. A really nice hot summer's day. Once, once it's dark, lovely to go outside and just watch a film in the garden. Um, huh. with, um, with darkness all around and smell yeah. of the flowers. And you watch a film, and it's like sort of being, you know, at a drive-in without all the hassle of having to get in your car. Well, it sounds perfect. It Absolutely is. Ideal. Now, we're almost up for time, I think. So we've probably haven't got time for any more, oh. I'm afraid. But uh, I was enlightened. And the last thing is called a visor with a Z, laptop shade. So yeah. 23 quid. I think that sounds very, very worthwhile. That's it, though, for this edition of Gadgets and Gizmos. My thanks to Steve Kaplan. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.